With a whole lot of years of talking sports under their belts, your afternoon just got a whole lot better. They're the go-to guys, the show of record, and an entertaining way to get through your workday. It's the Triple Threat with Howard Balzer, Joe Roderick, and Eric Messersmith. And it starts now on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. The great Oprah Winfrey once said, every day, you're only as good as your last show. <laughs> Welcome on in. It is the Triple Threat on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. Joe Roderick, Eric Messersmith, and Howard Balzer here with you on remote. We're not in the Archview Flooring Studios today. We are on remote at St. Louis Workout here in the Central West End, uh, located here on Union, is where you can find us today. And, and you ask, why Why would we be at a uh, at a gym today? Well, it's, it's because we're helping out others. And anybody that's listened to this program and its brief history knows you are pretty much always at a it's gym. not true. You're, I mean, no. like 24-7, no. so it's not that my, big of a my surprise. My scale begs to differ on, uh, <laughs> on that or the results of that. But we are here today in part of Village Green's Holiday Harvest, benefiting local Ronald McDonald House and Food Bank. The, uh, they will be collecting food, household items, and toys. They have been all month long, and they will be doing so all the way through November 30th. You can stop by. Uh, well, you could stop by between 2 and 4 today, or you could just stop by anytime until November 30th and drop it off right here in one of these green bins courtesy of uh, the uh, folks here at St. Louis Workout. It's one of their drop-off zones. The Village Green Apartments also drop-off zones throughout the uh, St. Louis region. But we are here today for that uh, for that food drive, so come on by for the next two hours of the uh, show. It is the last two, uh, last show for both of you today. Hoff also is uh, leaving. Whoa! So, is anybody so? It's gonna be you and Rock tomorrow. It's huh? gonna be me and Rock tomorrow down at the uh, down at the sink. So that's where uh, it'll be just uh, just us down there. Uh, well, Rock will be in studio. I'll be at the uh, at the kitchen sink. Uh, at least you'll get a good meal. Yeah, Fred Slow is gonna be jumping in to uh, fill in for you guys uh, tomorrow. So we'll do the H bomb today, uh, Thanksgiving edition of the H bomb today. Last night, Monday Night Football was down in Mexico, and Howard saw you tweeting about this yesterday. The officiating, once again, <laughs> not uh, not very good. No, it left a, a bit to be desired, although it was interesting today that Dean Blandino, the whatever his official title, title is, director of officiating in the NFL, said that on the most controversial non-call, or call, I guess you could say, is when the officials ruled that DeAndre Hopkins stepped out of bounds on what would have been a touchdown early in the game, that Blandino said, looking at the at the replay, that even if they had been able to review it, it wouldn't have been able to be overturned because it, it looked like his heel might have touched down out of bounds. Now, he didn't say clearly that it did, but it looked like it might have. And unless there's clear and conclusive evidence, they won't change the play that's called on the field. So I thought that was interesting because from what I saw the replay several times, I didn't notice a heel looking like it might have been out of bounds. Of course, I was looking mostly at the front of the foot. So uh, so that was it. Of course, the play's late in the game on 
very questionable in terms of where the ball was marked, and then replay reviews did not overturn them. Hey, what are you going to do? I mean, th- this is never going to change. It's unfortunate, obviously, that so much attention goes on the officiating. But in the NFL especially, I mean, the officiating has a lot of mistakes in all sports. But no sport is like the NFL that has only 16 games that decide so much. And so, and one game, obviously, it, you know, hey, figure it out. And every, you know, one game in, in, in the NFL equates to 10 games in baseball. Right. And five. Did you do that math just now? Yeah, I, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty, I think it was pretty good, good get, that good calculator in the brain. So every game, obviously, is magnified. And losing, I mean, what the heck? Is there, real, is there that much difference in the NFL between, let's say, going 8-8 eight and eight and 10-6? and six? That's two games that can swing on so many different things. One, you're mediocre in 500. The other, you're 10, 10 and 6 and probably in the playoffs, even though the Jets last year, 10 and 6 weren't. So it's never going away. No matter what they do, there's always going to be those mistakes. The officials get a lot, most of everything right, but they're going to miss stuff. And that was the case last night. It's frustrating for head coaches because they have to deal with it all the time, and their jobs rely on winning, obviously. And it's, you know, it's a tough thing, but hey. It's it, it's almost like you have to live with it, and there I don't there I don't think there really is a solution. You try to you tr- they try to do as best they can, but you're going to have mistakes. That's just unfor- that's the unfortunate reality. Replay is is helped. Yeah. it's a nice thing. I'm glad it's there, but it's not a catch-all. And, and every fan base thinks that their team gets is getting cheated or screwed when the call goes against them, and it's been happening. It's just <laughs> such a tired. Sports cliche for fans. Oh, the refs hate us. Look, we've seen team after team get. I remember one time the Steelers got three letters in one year that the refs blew calls at the end of a game right. and games they lost and three every, in one year. And everybody thinks that the league it favors happens. the Steelers. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the way it works. To me, the interesting thing about last night was well, two things. First of all, the anti Stan Kroenke slash anti Walmart oh, commercial by classic. the local unions classic. telling every, that was a really well done commercial. Yes. I mean, I really, and you know, I shop at Walmart, and I, I just sort of kept doing it, for not even food, thinking. Just generally or for food? I do it for food. I do it for, I do it for, for, yeah, for, for yeah, for everything. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, yeah, like gro- I, I just groceries and toiletries. Now, I will go it's to other there. places. I mean, it's, it's just so yeah. damn convenient. It's right. less than a mile from my house. Yeah. But that commercial I mean, did kind of right. make me think, like, I, you know, in a roundabout way, I am kind of supporting his family since he's not, married to the Walmart yeah, heiress. That's not roundabout. Yeah. That's, <laughs> now, they, they obviously have so many billions that my you know, $150 grocery order every week or two isn't going to make that big of a difference. But still, maybe I do need it. In fact, today I think I'm going to go to Schnucks or Deerberg. So that commercial, and it was just really well done. It does make you think, like, if you can, why not stick it to him? In a, right. Where the hell are we supposed to shop in this town? We're told not to go to Schnucks. We're told not to go to Walmart. <laughs> where can we go? Actually, you know where a good play is? I don't know if there's anyone one anywhere near you guys. You guys heard of Ruler Foods? Ruler Foods? No. Ruler Foods. Never it's heard like of it. It's like Aldi. It's like the same setup yeah. where you put the quarter in to get your carts, and it's the same <laughs> prices as Aldi, but it's owned by Kroger. Mm. So the food quality is better? I, I feel like the food quality is a lot better, and they actually have name brand alcohol. Oh. There too. So What's actually, it called? Ruler Foods. 
ruler. Like, yeah, like you measure something. Are there a lot of them in the area? I I know that there's one by my parents' house in Godfrey. I wonder if it's there's in Illinois. There's one thing. about, I'd say, about 15 minutes from us in Belleville. I don't know if you cross over to Swansea. By the time you get to it, I'm not sure where. What yeah, see, that's the problem is I just I don't really like to cross the river. Well, I don't, so I don't know if there are any in over in Missouri. Yeah, I would imagine there have to be. Well, I don't know. I've never Some, heard. It might be an Illinois thing. I, I think they're just fairly new to where they're just oh, okay. starting to pop up. Yeah, H, one right here in Maryland. There's one in Maryland Heights. Really? Where? Yes. Where in Maryland? Heights? There you go. I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm, I'm just. I googled the map right now. We, if we were keeping I'm, this show going, we need to hit them up for advertising. Totally, right. they are getting some. Yeah, they're free. getting a lot. How about while he's looking? At, how about the other thing that was interesting in that game last night? The laser pointer. Yes. What the heck was that? And Brock Osweiler said it distracted him. I could see why. I mean, it was all over him. The fact that they couldn't find that person during the game. I guess when you're in a what? How many people are there? A hundred thousand oh, people. Yeah. It can be tough. Did they call man. attention? I I, 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 I was watching. They, did they call attention to people that this was happening? You mean in the stands? Yeah, that's what I mean. Did Osweiler, whoever, when this thing was happening, did they tell? Oh, they knew. They said on the broadcast that the NFL was aware of oh, it and okay. investigating, and that was in the first half that they were aware of it, but it so kept I was going. Watching, I was watching Monday Night Raw, and back in around 98, <laughs> of course 99, you were. Of course you were. Uh, laser pointers were a huge issue back then really? when you would get tickets. And I think still today, when I get my tickets to uh, wrestling events, to the WWE events, I still think on the bottom of that ticket, it still says uh, the about laser pointers, not bringing laser pointers in to the uh, to the building. But, yeah, like, I, I saw when I, I woke up this morning, and I'm, I, I didn't watch really any of the game last night. Like I told you, I needed 54 points out of Amari Cooper to win one of my leagues last night. So Did I you get that. it? I, I don't think so. No. No, <laughs> I saw he scored a touchdown and had about 100 yards receiving. So he, he put forth decent efforts into getting there, but he fell a little short, about 40 points short, I would think. Probably would have needed, and what, about four or five touchdowns I was, to, I was, uh, even to come yeah, close? Yeah, I always try to think that, like, oh, if he – you know, if he gets, goes for 300 yards and four touchdowns, like, would that be good <laughs> enough? And then I just stopped. I stopped even trying to torture myself with that. But I, I saw the story of Osweiler complaining about that, and I'm like, oh, it probably wasn't that big of a deal. And then I go and I see, like, the video of it and everything. I'm like, Jesus. I was like, that, that laser was, like, right there in his face. Yeah, and he said he, and it happened several <laughs> occasions. Several occasions. And I their mean, passing game struggles enough as it is. Yeah, totally. He actually yeah. had a decent game considering. He did. Yeah, he I, that one, was one yeah, of the better he, games. He had one of his better yeah. games that he's had in a while, uh, no doubt about it. And, um, but it, 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 it certainly uh, certainly makes things interesting coming down the home stretch. Some people chiming in. in the, the Duchess NFL. of uh, Rudder, don't go to Schnooks. They're pushing out the Union. Aldi and Deerberg's is the way to go. Daniel T. Lemming says there's a ruler food by Lindenwood University. Okay. Uh, Howard, I went and looked it up. It's actually in St. Anne's, not Maryland Heights. But it's on the Rock Road, St. Charles Rock Road in okay. St. Anne. There's also one in St. Charles, over by uh, near near. It looks like right off 70 in uh, in St. Charles, as uh, as well. Uh, Hipster at Tower Grove South says you could just be like me and eat out for every meal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Pritchard says there's one in Granite City. And then speaking of where to buy things, Engine Joe's Cave Ride Magic Man, who's a sponsor here on the show, that's Kevin Miller of Realty Executive of St. Louis. He said, I bought an awesome airplane for my buddy Hudson at Toys R Us, but his dad flew it into a tree on the first day. That's a true story. That's a true story. Uh, Kevin, last time I saw Kevin, he gave me, it was like this, I don't want to say it was like a paper airplane, but it, it, you might, it was like a, it was a airplane. It was like a toy airplane, like half paper, half metal. With a remote control? Not with a remote control, with like a slingshot. Oh, so you'd okay. So pull it back and let go, 
and I thought maybe the thing would just fly straight up in the air and come back down. <laughs> Apparently, it's built to where it does a bunch of spirals and spins and everything. So I shoot the thing straight up in the air, and it starts going all over the place and lands at the very top of the tree that we have in our front yard. And Hudson's all excited because he sees this at first, and he's thinking, oh, an airplane, this will be fun. First time I use it, it goes straight into the top of a tree. You figure you're trying to get so that do you, down. How do you explain that? Well, you how go you, get it. Did you I, climb up there and go I grab it? Big, should have had him I climb took up. a big broom. Kids love to climb. I took a big broom, and I tried to knock it off. No, it was like in an evergreen tree, like, oh, a, okay. like a Christmas oh, tree type okay. thing. So, yeah, there was no climbing going on there. So I take like a, a push broom, and I'm trying to get it out of there. And as I knock it out of there, I knock the whole front part of it off so it doesn't <laughs> even work anymore. <laughs> Uh, the joys of parenthood. Yeah, you just hope that as a three-year-old, it's something he'll forget about in two days. He will. Oh, but no, it was not a uh, was not a very good uh, time there. But but yeah, so the the Mexico experiment last night, I would say, worked well. You didn't see. I mean, aside from the laser pen, there were no issues. It sounded like getting in, getting out, anything really bad with the fans. So. That'll just be another game taken away from uh, season ticket holders. Once yeah, a year. exactly. And now, who knows going forward? I mean, they're they're talking about doing it again, uh, whether it's next year or the year after. Uh, but like you said, it, it will will require a team giving up a home game. And you know, a lot of people have said, well, you know, the perfect team to have down there because they've always had a big following in, in in Mexico is the Cowboys. But you know, the Cowboys aren't giving up a home game. Yeah. So it, w- it would have to be some other team. I'm sure would, Stan will give up a home game. Before the new stadium was built, well, but they are—they are already, <laughs> already given them up, right, to go to London. Well, next exactly, year they're going go to London. London. Yeah, and then in 2018, isn't talking about China. Going to China. Yeah, yeah. So he's—he's he's already given up those, and heck, he tried to give them up when they were still here. If you're talking so. about an, if they ever do, I mean, I know there's been some talk, maybe they'll expand to London, but if you're going to go outside the U.S., Mexico City makes a lot of sense because oh, yeah. it's—I mean, you're obviously travel is not that extreme. It's a city of what, 15 million people. 20 million people, I mean, and growing. And the time. And so, and, so and the, tra- the people can't get it, aren't going to be able to get into the United States anymore oh, when that, Trump builds the wall. There we so go. the population is going to stay strong. And, and the travel's relative. The travel's obviously, you know, seamless, just like it is for a, a normal NFL travel for whatever team, for the teams going on the road. And the time change. What what is it there? Is it central or is it central time? And where I guess it depends where in Mexico in it is. Mexico just depends on where you are. Yeah, yeah. but it's either central or eastern. Could it, I? Well, I guess no, it could well, be I don't Pacific think it would be in some eastern. I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, probably not think. eastern. Yeah, good point. When when but, we went to Cancun, I thought that was still central time. But the point being is but they yeah. were able to have this game last night at the regular time for Monday Night Football. Yeah. Whereas you know London this year, they're they're talking this year. You know, London they had those. I don't know if they had two or three of them. Maybe they had all of them like early. Uh, here in the United States, so they could be in the regular afternoon in London. They're talking about not doing that going forward, so they don't have to worry about doing that. If you can survive games. the heat and the crime and the drug cartels, you'll be fine. Oh, Mexico the, City's in the central time zone. Mexico City's central, according to Rock. And, and by so, the way, the greater Mexico City area, 21.2 million people. And it's, it's amazing that they got all... I, I was waiting for a, a tweet last night from our president-elect saying, wow, great to see 100,000 Mexicans behaving nicely. I was, wow. was kind of waiting for that tweet, but Howard, I, 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 I never saw it. Give him a chance, yeah. Howard. I can't even uh, – somebody points out why can't both teams use a road game for the international games. There's no way it's scheduling that would work ever. 
Yeah, how could you, some <clears throat> yeah. team has to be home. It would I mean, be balanced. The only the only possible way you could pull something like that off would be you can't if you yeah like because has to be two teams if playing each other. It was like the Jets other. and Giants that played each other, and then you somehow just told them you can claim that. Yeah, but then how do you do that to season ticket holders? There's just no. Well, yeah, it has to be a home game yeah. for someone. When they yeah. set up the schedule in the beginning, you obviously every every yeah. team has a certain number of home games. Right. Yeah. Certain, now, now the way possible. to do it, the way to do it in the NFL is this. And this is the way what they should be thinking of when they've talked about expanding the schedule, which I understand the players don't want to do. But if you expanded the schedule to 17 games, and that had every team, or every you know, every, be, every, there'd be a a neutral site game for every team, so you'd still have eight home, eight away, and then a neutral site game. Then that could do it. And you could you could have one in London. You could have one Mexico Mexico City. You'd have more in London. You could have who knows? You could have one in Canada. You could have them whatever. You could have them in the United States and places like Birmingham or San it's Antonio. Not a bad idea. Cut out whatever. a few preseason games in exchange, and they they probably only count out one. But the owners don't want to do that. Well, because they're they're giving up weight. They're giving up a lot of money. So. I don't know if they'll ever solve it, but that that would be one way to have more of these games where teams don't have to give up a home game. This is the Triple Threat. We are at St. Louis Workout in the Central West End. The uh, address, 245 Union Boulevard. Actually, right down the street from where uh, the old 920 studios That's what I thought. Uh, were. Yeah, yeah right down, right a- around the corner, right next, actually, to the old kitchen sink. As uh, as well, the kitchen sink actually is uh, the old one right next door at 255 Union uh, before they moved down to uh, the downtown location. We will be here till 4 o'clock doing the food drive for the holiday harvest for the Village Green Apartments. Come on by uh, before 4 or any time before November 30th where they will be accepting food, household items, and toys all the way through November 30th. And, uh, well, I already mentioned him once, so I might as well mention him again. That's Kevin Miller of Realty Executives of St. Louis. 25 years in the industry, he has been a licensed real estate broker. He's uh, sold about, about 1,100 houses, consistently a top producer in the real estate industry. Talk to an agent who brings experience and knowledge to the process. Let Kevin bring you the same high level of service that keeps his clients coming back. 95% of his business is from personal referrals from past clients. Philosophy is simple. If it's important to you, then it's important to Kevin. His direct line, 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. Or his website, STL. Com. Uh, that's Kevin Miller, Virility Executives of St. Louis. Take a break. Back with more after this. I had a dream so big.